Like him, I killed in the name of good. But the violence of my life pulled my soul towards the darkness. But I fought and freed my soul. Now I watch for others like me. Men are the ones who create evil on Earth. It is the choices they make that enslave their souls to hell. This is the test. During the 1930s, when you were working a lot with German patients, you did, I believe, forecast that uh, a Second World War was very likely. Well, now, looking at the world today, do you feel that the Third World War is likely? Uh, I have no definite indications in that respect. But there are so many indications that one doesn't know what one sees. Is it trees or is it the wood? It's very difficult to say uh, because the, the dreams of uh, people's dreams contain apprehensions, you know. But it is very difficult to say uh, whether they point to a war because that idea is uppermost in people's mind. Formerly, you know, it has been much simpler. People didn't think of a war. And therefore, it was rather clear what the dreams meant. Nowadays, no more so. We are so full of apprehensions, fears, that one doesn't know exactly to what it points. But one thing is sure, a great change of our psychological attitude is imminent. That is certain. And why? Because we need more. We need more psychology. We need more understanding of human nature because the only real danger that exists is man himself. He is the great danger. And we are pitifully unaware of it. We know nothing of man, far too little. His psyche should be studied because we are the origin of all coming evil.
Welcome to The Creature of Control today from the studios of TylerBloyer.com. And today is June 10th, 2023. We are recording this live as usual, and we'll go through through a few things today where you can find the live recording or the live streams when they happen, and also how to catch the replays as well. But uh, as you can see today, we've we are actually going into and covering something that I've been working on and a concept I've been discussing for a while now, the creature of control. So I appreciate y'all for joining and uh, being here for the live production. And again, um, I'm going to cover here just a few things because there have been some problems with Odyssey uh, and a little bit of stream delay or maybe even some choppiness. So if we just look really quick, uh, you can see here that I am live on Odyssey. And let's just crop this camera in a little bit better here. But we also stream live on freedomsrising.live. And if all goes well, let's give this a refresh. We should see this also streaming over at freedomsrising.live. Yep, there it is. So there's a Twitch stream as well that you can watch. If for some reason you're having a problem and you are watching live with the Odyssey player, um, which does seem to be a little bit jumpy sometimes, then you can jump over to freedomsrising.live and that should work a little bit better because I think their uh, platform can handle you know, more uh, pressure than Odyssey can, apparently. I don't think what I'm doing is causing a lot of pressure on Odyssey. I just think that uh, they have, you know, a limited capability in that way. As you can see, like, it seems to be coming in here fine. On my mobile, it's a little choppy, I noticed, and I'd, I'd monitor the stream on my mobile. Here, it looks really solid. I mean, it's playing... Doesn't appear to be any delay on the browser tab, and I'm all, you know, that my mobile is connected to the same internet line right now. So, anyway, there's those options. Uh, if you're at my website, tylerbloyer.com, then you can uh, click on the banner here at the top to get to freedomsrising.live, and then also click this button here, will take you to uh, that live stream. And then in the menu, you can even go to live show and see the live show embedded there. Not that it matters, uh, if we're watching, oh, that's weird. It says click here. Wasn't live. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's the live stream does seem to be working fine. So, uh, those are the ways to watch that now. A lot of the people are going to be watching this in the future, so all that doesn't necessarily really matter and apply, so we won't spend too much more time on it. Now, again, the creature of control, I also have, as a main sort of point here in my web brain, for, and the web brain is actually called the creature of control, because uh, it's more documenting and linking together the control systems, and something that I do need to keep on tabs on updating, but I have over the years, you know, added quite a few links in here at, to the creature of control web brain. 
so if you're interested in following along from that perspective, you know, like here we see that the technological control system is implemented by the technophiles. Uh, that's a Neil Postmanism. Um, and uh, there's also linked over here between two ages, America's role in the technotronic era by Zbig, Zbig Brzezinsk. Uh, Technopoly, that's a Neil Postman. And then what's technophiles? That's part of technocracy. Um, so that's the way to kind of navigate this. These are resources on the left. So you have Anthony Sutton, uh, Postman. These things are related. And then you have, um, you know, what started technocracy? We have the history of banking cartels, Cecil Rhodes' dream, collectivism, cybernetics, the dark occult, Fabian society, utopian socialism. So again, these are really, you know, all again, the central tenant here, the central idea is the creature. Uh, eugenics, population control, quite a few links in there for that. And that can be found at the website if you go to the menu and go to the creature web brain, you'll find that on the menu button there. And you can see here that we're adding to something that now I've been doing since uh, back in 2016. Actually, yeah, that's not right. 2015 were some of the first episodes of The Creature of Control. Uh, you can see that here. The first episode was Who is the Creature? How to Identify the Psychopaths in Our Midst. And then recently we covered The Climate of Control. And we also covered The World is Always Ending, Engineering Consciousness Part 2. Uh, that was a series sort of linked together, the last two episodes that I did there. So we're continuing on today with The Creature of Control, and we're going to be covering it again in the weekly podcast here. So this is not... Some of these episodes took a long time to prepare and produce. This episode here has been thought about for some time, but... You know, we just produced the slides and everything for it this week. And it's meant to be part of a recap, I, essentially, not the whole broad picture. But we are, you know, looking at things from more of an esoteric way with the creature. We're always digging further to see who is the creature of control. How does it operate? Uh, what are the mechanisms and the mechanics? And we've covered psychopathy, uh, social Darwinism, uh Moral relativism, we've covered uh, epigenetics and population control. Again, eugenics has been covered heavily in the creature of control. And then uh, again, yeah, relativism, uh, natural law. We've built up to that and then also uncovering the methods of control. And that's part of the climate of control. Again, we talked about how the you know, the climate agenda is mainly meant to control you. It's not necessarily about the climate. It's more about the agenda to unfold, you know, the United Nations, the one world government, the global currency, the IMF, the BIS, the global banking cartel, all, all because, you know, we have to save the planet. We're really concerned about saving. No, it's all about controlling the population. That's what that climate of control is about. And then the world is always ending. Also, you know, fear, the fear mechanisms that we covered in that episode, beginning in that episode, we've covered that quite a bit. We'll touch on it today as well. But the 
methods of fear that are being used to control the slaves. And fear is really the number one tool used. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt, as we've covered. And that's, again, the, oh, there's the banking crisis, or the climate crisis, or there's the the debt ceiling crisis. And there's always this, oh, the war with Russia. And, and like, no, this stuff is real. It's not like it's always fake, but it's used as a tool mainly to control the population, uh, to have the population submit to the will of the authority. And so, yeah, oh, the debt ceiling isn't going to be extended for the 90th time that we've pulled these shenanigans, you know, and uh, those who have been paying attention to the uh, complete clown world show going on with in politics like i don't really do that anymore i'm not paying attention to what is congress gonna do now you know that's all that's all just um a show put on to mind control the public and put out the narratives to control the public's opinion and the mass consciousness manipulation and uh it's really more of a uh you know, they're casting spells through the media, through the through the messages that come through Congress, through the White House press secretary conferences. You know, these are all shows essentially set up to, in order to manipulate the public. And a big one is, oh, everything's always ending. Oh, there's always these big problems. And oh, you know, or even in the, even in the people in like the sovereign freedom truth movement situations they are perpetuating this you know oh you know the prepper porn stuff and um uh, well i've got my solar set up and i've got my thing set up so i'm good you know these guys that think that that's how we're gonna fight tyranny that's how we're gonna actually change things on the planet we're gonna actually enact change in other people's consciousness by basically like bail bugging out and going off grid and you know i'm not opposed to those things and it's a personal interest of mine to become more self-reliant and i think that that's also a solution we can talk about so i'm not saying like having backup power and things are stupid i'm not saying that at all and it's really smart actually it's really part of uh my lifestyle is to build in default tolerance redundancy and failover systems you know and things like that it's com- computing philosophy and concept that i've learned in that world but it applies to everything i mean it applies to you know, the Swiss army knife that I carry. I also carry a backup of the exact same one in my bag, because if I happen to drop the one or lose the one in my pocket, then I've got one in my, you know, so it's not stupid. But what the point is, is that the the fear, and then also that my freedom, like, well, I've got my, I've got my bug out bag situation, I've got my uh, situation all fixed up. And so since I'm taken care of, like, that's, you know, and there's a lot of selfish selfishness in that, and there's not, you know, selfishness itself is also not totally negative, but that idea sort of that that's now the tool to fix the problem is for you to have your setup all set up, you know, out in the woods or whatever. And that's, if that's all that you're doing to approach the situation, then I think that, again, with the world is always ending cult a lot of those guys that I'm talking about, a lot of those people, those gals and guys in that mindset are also like, well, the big banking thing is coming, you know, for the last 50 years, the big banking thing. And there is a lot happening in banking and in the economy right now, obviously. And 
there's going to be massive shifts and probably a lot of turbulence. But to shape our life around these things, to shape our actions, our thoughts, everything we're about around these concepts, it's reacting to that fear. It's just living in fear, essentially. It's always the big boogeyman around the corner thing that's going to happen. And so I'm not saying, again, don't be prepared, but it's a little, uh, uh, I think, you know, the people that are perpetuating the world is always ending. Uh, they're not actually, you know, really kind of living their own life, living their passion, living their, they're really just sort of reacting again to how the things that are happening in the world, to the things that are unfolding around us, which of course we have to do that too, but not when that environment is manipulated and controlled and there's a lot of psychological warfare and operations against you know, those people that think that way and manipulating them into getting and living their life basically in this reactive state to what's happening instead of, you know, again, like a, a proactive, I'm on my own path, on my own journey type of thing. It's more always like, oh, well, if I can prepare for all these different EMP or nuclear bomb scenarios that are going to happen, and then I have my backup supplies and my food all set up, then that's my freedom. And it's like, really, you're just kind of living in fear and scarcity mentality. And, uh, you know, it's not, like I said, not be prepared. That's, that's stupid. You should definitely be prepared for things. Um, but you know, I think we all know what I mean about like the obsessive preparedness. I don't know why I'm getting into this tangent so much when we have so much other things to cover today, but I did want to go a little bit like I did there over the history of the creature of control, as far as how we've covered it here on tylerbloyer.com and then that today is really you know not like a new uh concept but rather a reiteration of the concept some review and some new ways of looking at this thing looking breaking down the creature of control so you saw in the beginning there the we need more psychology we need more understanding of human nature from carl Jung. there excellent little clip uh, to start us off. So and we're going to get have some more things from Jung today. So we'll get into that. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the slideshow for today. And we have the title card here again, Creature of Control, the subtitle, Unveiling Modern Slavery's Invisible Chains. And, uh, you know, some of these generative AIs can help you come up with a creative title, obviously, Back when I came up the concept of with uh, the concept of creature of control, we didn't have these same tools available. But I did play around with it a little bit today to get that subtitle and even uh, some of the topics uh, spliced in to the show that I gleaned from asking uh, Chat GPT a few questions. I, I'm not a again a, a total prude when it comes to. AI and those things, I think that we should actually use the tools, especially for freedom, you know, like Twitch, you saw I was using Twitch, Twitch is used mainly for gaming, uh, someone can start a gaming channel and just streaming their games and get hundreds of subscribers relatively easily and thousands of views and platform themselves out there, you know, just discussing games and things like that. Now, again, I'm not really opposed to that completely. But it shows you the kind of world we live in when, you know, I think the episode I put out last week 
has under, you know, a handful of views or a couple handfuls of views on Odyssey, which Odyssey isn't a very popular platform. And I'm not going to go back to YouTube just because the audience is there. And I'm not really into live streaming on the life log thing either, where people are at right now. No one's really scrolling Odyssey. But it, it, the live, again, isn't really meant to be, oh, oh, let me get a bunch of people interacting with this. And it's more about my workflow than it, more than anything. So, uh, of course, I would love to interact and do live call-in shows and have, have a room where people can come in and we can talk and people can ask questions and we can do those things. But uh, my point was that... What was my point exactly? Oh, we can use these tools for freedom. We can use Twitch, which is a gaming thing where people are really just streaming games. And I'm using it actually to 24-7 live stream Freedoms Rising on there because it's a decent uh, back-end platform. I've been playing around with Odyssey, as you can see, and we'll try some other things. Maybe one day Freedoms Rising won't be on Twitch. Uh, Float was a potential candidate that I was hoping for, you know, but Float has uh, sunk under at this point. I think Float took some uh, shots to the bowel there and their their ship sank, as far as I understand. Um, I don't think I'll be ever getting back the investment I made in the platform, even though we were promised there were going to be tokens and things, uh, a community ec- economy, you know, that never came to fruition. And anyhow, so the idea is, is to uh, start utilizing things like AI uh, for freedom. So if it helps us put out our content, if it helps us uh, have a little bit better copywriting on our website or our our titles, then, you know, I think we should be using it in that way. I I think it's foolish, actually, to go and say, well, I'm not going to use that stuff because, well, then you're not going to understand the tools that are being used to control you, like, at all. And we probably don't, even now, understand, you know, the forms or different uh, variations or different types of uh, AI that something like, you know, the United States military has the ability to use or the intelligence agencies or apparatus have, you know, really the dark occult controllers of this world, what sort of AI tools are they looking at? You know, I'm sure that they're looking at it. So if we're not going to do like what we're doing here today with the creature of control, investigating uh, how the control system works, investigating how our own uh, faults and things inside of us perpetuate the control system we have to look at those things and uh, that's what we do here in the creature of control again something uh, you can find at tylerbloyer.com the rest of that and we are live streaming today on freedomsrising.live and then this post will also be going up onto the one great work network you can find my work as well as many other content creators over there uh, uh website and project that was started by Mark Passio to help platform other people doing the great work over there at the one great work network.com where we are ending slavery one mind at a time. Again, today we are going into unveiling modern slavery's invisible chains here on the creature of control. And the first slide again, we're going to start with Jung. Until you make unconscious conscious, it will direct your life, and you will call it fate. So until you make the unconscious conscious, 
well, how do we how do we go about that? If it's unconscious, then how are we going to access the the unconscious if we're not conscious of the unconscious or we can't access it? Why is it called the unconscious? How do we make it conscious? But I think what he's saying here is that until we deal with things internally, until we do that shadow work, probably as Jung would put it, then we will continue to have things manifest in our life, which we we may try to understand and try to intellectualize and you know think that we know why the things are happening to us in a certain way. Or you might be drawing and attracting things to you repeatedly or in a way that you know sort of keep, keeps coming up in front of you in various forms to deal with because you're not dealing with it internally. You're not dealing with it yourself. So, you know, life has a way and natural law has a way of presenting to you the things that you're maybe hiding from and trying to run away with or run away from such as addressing, you know, like the (coughs) incredibly tyrannical out of control, completely corrupt, completely sold out uh, government that we have, we'll, we'll continue to keep trying to fix it and patch it and mold it and bear and vote it right and correct and not address, not addressing all the corruption. We just keep dusting it under the rug, right? And what happens is just getting bigger and stronger and more aggressive and more in our face, more tyrannical because, you know, we're refusing to address the problem that, uh, you know, on the micro and macrocosm as a whole, as a collective, the things that we are ignoring, the things that we will not address, and then on the inside as well. And on a personal level, this applies. That's you know more where it was meant to apply from Jung there. I'm the one extrapolating out to the, the larger dragon, you know, that was a baby dragon that we are bringing about. And so uh, from Ephesians 6.12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And uh, it is a spiritual battle. And it's not, yeah, it's something that it isn't necessarily a fight in the street that we've got to take arms to and grab our muskets right? But it's a hidden force, an occulted power behind the scenes, manipulating our reality. And the way that we address that is through a spiritual journey. Anthony Sutton says, the individual is handicapped by coming face to face with a conspiracy so monstrous he can't believe it exists. And that's from Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution by Anthony C. Sutton. Handicapped by coming face to face with a conspiracy so monstrous he cannot believe it exists. So, again, we'd rather hide from the truth. We'd rather, and when I say we, I'm talking about you know, the masses, not necessarily you and I, not necessarily the type of person that would sit down to watch a show like this, or to watch a presentation like this, but in general. And then also, 
with some of this stuff, we shouldn't always just say, well, that doesn't apply to me. That just applies to all those asleep people out there, right? That's just all the asleep people on the planet, all those, all those status slaves out there. But I, I would propose that people in the freedom movement also have a lot of work to do. People in the truth movements uh, are unwilling to accept even their own fallacies and corruptions and, you know, misnomers and contradictions within the philosophy and treatise and, you know, worldview of the patriot mythology and the the truth movement, the freedom movements. You know, there's just as much fallacious rhetoric there, if not more there, than in just the normie, you know, world of somebody just trying to really just kind of get through life and not into conspiracy, not into the, the truth movement. Um, I would say that there's people that I know in the truth movement, in the freedom movements that are more so in a state of, you know, psychological dismay. <laughs> To put it mildly, they're in a state of extremist thinking in a lot of cases. And again, allowing that fear to cloud their judgment. The world is always ending, people, right? Are really allowing all the fear out there, even in the alternative media movement, to, re to really cloud and their judgment and to really get them in a state of reactive, uh, a lot of the times overreactive, uh, shaking up, not necessarily waking up, but uh, a full-on shaken up, you know, uh, really controlled and, you know, pushed by fear. More, even in some cases, like I said, more so than the statist. We're saying, oh, the, the statists and oh, all the believers in government. And yeah, I don't, I'm not in, I'm not for that. I'm not for the belief and uh, the flattering title worship and putting false authority up above uh, the real authority of the universe, the creator, uh, God, if you want to call it that, the creative force in the universe that is all of the universe, all of existence, all of reality, and putting that up as the primary sovereign, where, you know, putting sovereignty in a nation or in humans or in man's law, you know, I'm not for that either. But uh, a lot of the time, those people are just sort of going along with the group mentality. They're, they're not even necessarily as much reacting to the fear. Now, the reason why government exists is because of fear and a lack of love and true self-care and self-knowledge and knowing thyself. So, yeah, that's the creature of control, really. And what is uh, the creature? It is under complacency. So not always just, uh, oh, full-blown fear causes me to vote for wars in Iraq, although that was obviously the case there, uh, what that mind control technique. And, you know, in post-9-11 world uh, and the Freedom, uh, the Patriot Act and all those things, right, were accepted and, and agreed to because of fear, but there also it's also complacency. Oh, the Patriot Act? That sounds like a good thing to me. And really what it is is controlling and spying on your ass, uh, or at least admitting it now at that point, as if they hadn't been doing it before uh, then. But, uh, you know, getting out on paper that, hey, yeah, we're going to basically be listening and watching and monitoring everything you say. But it's only this temporary time with the war on terror, you know. So the complacent person just deals, oh, oh okay, the new normal, the new 
thing that I'm going to just follow along with how people are going. So it's a tendency to remain satisfied with the status quo, hindering our efforts to break free from mental slavery. So, you know, as long as I've got my my big giant hypnotizing box and my thing of popcorn here and my left-right donkey cult uh, false paradigm of mental slavery... But as long as I'm in this nice warm room and got my food and everything, I'm I'm good to go. So you know this, I don't really care. What do I have to hide? You know, as you hear hear people say, I don't care if they spy on everything that we do. What what do I have to hide? And now you know in the post COVID era, like it's just sort of uh, yeah, everything you do tracked, traced, databased, monitored, uh, including you know what's between you and your doctor is now between you and your boss or something, you know, like a, your, your manager at work needs to know your vaccination status and, you know, just complete lack of privacy, uh, which we just sort of, you know, meander into. It's not even always just the fear porn and blah, blah, blah. It's just people are complacent. But again, you know, fear is obviously the main driver. And then there's the concessions, the act of continuously compromising one's values and principles, which perpetuates the chains of slavery. So, again, just going along, well, it's okay because there's a pandemic right now, so there's this emergency that we've got to react to, or whatever it is, you know, the uh, giving up freedoms in order to go along to get along, or just conceding to it in a, well, we're conservatives, and uh, oh, the Republicans are so conservative that they just sit and watch everything, all of our freedoms get trampled on slowly, uh, you know, but they're they're hardcore conservatives, but they're really, you know, rhino Republicans are there, and, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not into the donkey pony show, the donkey elephant cult you know, clown world. So I'm not like tracking all this stuff, but it's, you know, that's a good example of how they, they put on this virtue face of how they're so conservative. And so, you know, for American values and old traditions, while meanwhile, the radical left or the radical ones push things forward that continuously chip away at this, you know, idealism of the American mythology, you know, and the constitution and all this stuff that doesn't even actually exist anymore and is not even you're you're not under any sort of constitution or declaration of independence at this point you're basically in a state of declared war and emergency 24 7 all the time even if right now it seems like a great day it's perfectly fine outside nothing really crazy happening but yeah i mean let's let's uh not be under the illusion that there is some sort of uh, America, great thing that we need to get back to that, that, you know, if we can just start using the constitution again, all this like more patriot mythology again, really it's just submitting to authority, submitting to authority when one knows they are doing the wrong thing perpetuates the slave system. So, you know, the, the constant concessions to uh, well, it's just for this little while that we need to be forced to do this medical apparatus thing. Or oh, we need to go and uh, have everybody in America completely spied on or everyone in the whole planet and to give up all of our data privacy and all of our freedom in that way because of 
well, there's this big bad thing they're telling us about. Don't, don't you know that the guys living in caves out in Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, they, uh, you know, these guys that uh, could barely operate, you know, a remote control plane actually flew planes in crazy trajectories, you know, right along the ground on the Pentagon and in this like crazy corkscrew turn thing that not even professional pilots could pull off uh, to hit the tower. But don't you know that that's what happened, right? And so we've got to, you know, again, using whatever propaganda, I'm using like main examples of 9-11 and COVID, but this is done on a daily basis with, you know, the energy crisis, the oil crisis, the war in Russia crisis, the Ukrainian thing, the uh, the new next big thing that you got to be scared of crisis that's happening, the Trump situation, you know. So uh, blind obedience to the government is so hot right now. <laughs> the submissive behavior and attitudes that keep individuals trapped in a cycle of mental slavery. So our servility, again, our not meeting like I'm some willing slave or that you watching this are, but we're talking about the creature here. We're talking about mass consciousness. We're talking about, you know, the primary matrix. Why is there the creature of control? And it's because of the items that we're discussing here. We're going to get into happier things in the later part of this uh, episode today. But now we're talking about the reason why we live on a slave planet. And it's because people's minds and beliefs and attitudes are that of cowards and sheep. And even in the freedom movement, it's a lot of, well, we need and we needs, right, that I've talked about. And the uh, ability to navigate, you know, true freedom and walk through this life on the individual's path and uh, become someone who has self-mastery in many areas, as well as actually lives what, uh, you know, their, their purpose on a path to freedom or, you know, walking that thin line is very, it's very thin. It's very small percentage. It's a, it's a very tight gap. And we, we have a lot of fawning and faking of that. Let's just say, and not understanding true freedom, not understanding how to how to use the tools that we have available now to actually affect change in consciousness in other people. And and why can't we do that? Because the they're they're acquiescing to tyranny. They're acquiescing to the lies in the media. So the passive accept, acceptance of oppression which leads to the reinforcement of invisible chains and limited progress. So I, again, the, these things are all tied together in, in, a, in a general theme that this is where humanity's at. Now this guy kind of looks like a little child. He's got his bib on. He's got, you know, mommy feeding him some food and he kind of has a little little bit of a sour look on his face, you know, but he's probably going to take that bite. He's probably going to, that's why he's got the bib on and he's in his chair, because he's going to take it. He's going to go along with it, even if he's kind of, I don't know, a little bit skeptical and everything. And uh, it's a big part of, 
you know, the theme in, in George Orwell's 1984. War is peace, freedom is slavery. Just go along, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's a total contradiction, you know, Big Brother is watching you. And so you better just acquiesce. You better go along to get along, right? Even if, uh, wait, war is peace? We've always been at war with Eurasia? I thought it was Oceania, Oceania that we were, you know, but, oh, well, well, we better not stand out too much. We don't want to end up like this guy here, you know, getting blown away here by this uh, order-following Nazi scum uh, in, in any number of examples you could give of mass genocide. But, you know, here there's a little play on it with the temperature gauge, right? So it's like more of a COVID-era take on an old famous image here of somebody being genocided by the military order followers there. And, and the other guy just kind of looks cool and uh, kind of relaxed. You know, no big deal. Just put this gun to some innocent person's head that's not done anything wrong, most likely. And that's what going along with tyranny will get you. Going along with tyranny will absolutely create more extreme forms of tyranny. So, and you saw what people chose to do with the tyrannical pandemic with the COVID thing was to go along. Most people absolutely were like, yeah, this is a, you know, a little bit tyrannical, but they may probably didn't even go that deep into, you know, past the frontal cortex was not used. It's all was amygdala, you know, base level, uh, reptilian complex thinking until now when it's like, oh, well, it's so obvious that that was, a, yeah, well, what about during it when you weren't thinking at all and you were just, you know, doing exactly what you were told to do and not questioning anything as we should all be responsible to do when we know how this can go? You know, now we've just seen the beginning of what's going to be more tyranny. We've invited bigger and badder demons in now into our lives because of how the masses and how the world reacted to COVID. Look what happened in places like Australia. Uh, just as one, you know, sort of Western culture that should be more familiar to us over here in, in this part of the world, the idea there was, you know, government can do anything it wants, including up into taking your children from you and throwing you in a camp, uh, you know, like you're some kind of prisoner because you won't go along with what they say when they have just gotten the latest news. They haven't even taken the time to think it over. So Fred Le Frederick Douglass says, power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did and never will. Find out just what any people will quietly submit to, and you have found the exact measure of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them. So a f former slave might have a little bit of knowledge on, on how that works. Howard Zinn has it, Historically, the most terrible things, war, genocide, and slavery, have resulted not from disobedience, but from obedience. The People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. So we're, we are, we've been disillusioned. The state of being 
disenchanted and deceived by systems of control. There's future shock. It's just too much. It's all too much at all, all at once, right? There's a shift and then also the abuse. It's a form of Stockholm syndrome, just continual abuse, continual to a level. So you start accepting levels of abuse that weren't accepted before. And then getting to the point where you just, I don't give a shit anymore. Just give me the thing that gets us to the next thing, you know, give me the injection so I can get on with it, get on with life and not examining it. You know, what, what's actually happening to our autonomy, not examining what's happening to our freedom and what we're leaving behind. The la- the legacy of this era is going to be conceding slaves that got whipped by tyranny into hopefully a point of action and uh, a call to arms and action, and not just weapons, but also heraldry and uh, acting more in the private and acting as not a slave in their system, in their legal matrix, but actually using the legal matrix in a way that makes you more in the private. Again, but we're we're not going to do that. We're we're this puppet here on strings in this image. For those on the audio podcast today, you really probably should just go watch the video podcast. The audio feed today is just an advertisement uh, that you probably want the visuals. Here you have the Illuminati-controlled puppet of our our masters, uh, right? The hidden scene, the hidden hand behind the scenes, uh, the ones casting the spells, putting people in a state of disenchantment, of, you know, just more addiction to the phone, more addiction to the silicon chips, more addiction to the screens, because at least that world gives you some dopamine hits that are, you know, easily accessible. And, you know, let me not take control of my own life. Let me not work on the things that I need to work on to grow and to help others and to build that community and exit the matrix. You can't. You've been completely hypnotized. You're in la-la land. You're you're under CIA MK Ultra mind control. Your feeds are not algorithms of giving you what you need and what you should hear, but what the government wants you to think and know, what the government wants you to know and hear and think. So during times when there's an election happening and this individual's laptop gets left out with all kinds of pictures of him uh, banging hookers and snorting blow and smoking crack, uh, well, we're not allowed to talk about that right now. I mean, so the rampant corruption is so in our face that we are numb to the next big scandal, you see. Oh, well. Okay, so there. I got a message that OBS had disconnected. It's reconnecting. There's like all kinds of messages coming up now. I don't know what OBS is doing. It's having a problem. So, you know, hopefully we're still on Odyssey. Either way, the recording's still going, so we're not going to let this interrupt us too much. You know, if there's problems on OBS, then there's problems on OBS. The The, the live stream on freedomsrising.live, guys, is going to be... If you're having problems today with Odyssey, you can probably catch this a lot easier on freedomsrising.live. Just FYI, okay? It seems to be up still. I mean, I'm still on... 
as far as I can tell, I'm checking here. Looks like it's okay. I'm just getting some weird messages. Again, we have uh, some fault tolerance built into the system here, so hopefully we can keep this ship moving. But uh, yeah, back to this slide. The, the you know, again, just one example here. I mean, this is not even the best example. This is just an example of how these scandals come out, and now we have it. A lot of the conspiracy truth movement was right on this one that the Hunter Biden laptop thing was real, and maybe it would have mattered uh, to people and if uh, people would want to know about that during the time that this information was coming out. But the intelligence agencies thought that it was, you just better not know about it because we live in such a free society, right? Because we live in such a free world that even the intelligence agencies that are supposed to be protecting us are really, what they're about is mind-controlling us. That's their main thing, is manipulating and mind-controlling American citizens. That's the main and foremost and most top priority of the CIA, is how to run psychological operations on the public and hide what people know and hide the information that you should have access to. And actually, you know, put out false information in front of you to throw you off. And uh, on, in addition to that, we're, we're tied and we're caught and we're completely consumed in and we're pawns on a chessboard that we don't even understand, known as the legal matrix. We're completely enthralled, encased, and the essence of our slavery is essentially revolves around the false man's law system of the legal matrix and our in inability to understand it and navigate it properly and it's you know designed to enslave us it's not uh the laws of nature it's not nature and its law that we're following it's the legal matrix of moral relativism materialism uh, godlessness lawlessness um, and complete inversion of reality that we call the legal matrix, or at least, you know, in the truth movement, it's known as the legal matrix, but we call it, you know, we call it citizenship. We call it uh, the Constitution and what we need to get back to to make America great, right? We are, uh, we are respecting a false authority. We can't, we can't worship God and worship man's law we can't have two authorities here. We can't have uh, our sovereignty through, you know, the, our connection with the one real creator of the universe and reality, but instead we are worshiping a false reality, a false matrix, a system designed to enslave and control and keep us away from our true connection to the creator and how we can actually become free through worshiping that. So, again, we've been subdued by this legal matrix. We've been given a number. You know, we are we are the prisoner in Patrick McGowan's uh, The Prisoner series. You are number six. Who is number one? And the answer to that question, we'll get to at the end of the episode here. So, we've been subdued by the legal matrix, a state where individuals or society feel overwhelmed and restricted by complex legal systems, leading to a loss of autonomy and freedom. 
It implies an over-reliance on the law, encroachment of privacy, burdensome regulations, and a disconnect between the law and justice. And that leads to part of the complacency that we talked about before and the disillusionment you know, of a system that we don't understand and that we can't uh, understand and that we, we're not able to navigate properly. And then we can see that it's not actually serving justice, but just protecting our, the overlords, right? It's just protecting the elite. It's just protecting the psychopaths. It's protecting the pedophiles. Uh, it's not that there's not justice done through the law, and it's not that contracts can't be enforced through the court system or something like that, or, you know, disputes handled. And it's not like we've created wonderful, brilliant alternatives in the freedom community or the truth movement, right? It's not like we've created this perfect utopian system over here where if we could just walk over here and use this system instead. Uh, This is more of the, uh, you know, we've got to build the better systems in order to let the old systems be obsolete type thing, right? We've got to actually have an alternative. We need to understand how to use the current system that we're enslaved by uh, more to our advantage, I think. I think th- through things like a private membership association and uh, PMAs or uh, volu- uh, through trust law, essentially. And there's a lot, probably so much shenanigans and bullshit out there that people even hearing me say those things are like, that's a scam, you know, that's all. Yeah, there probably is a lot of scams out there in that realm that I'm talking about, but. You know, I do think there's a a pragmatic way to go about navigating using their system against them in a way and not just, you know, oh, we're just not going to use it at all. And some of this stuff, again, there's all this patriot mythology about taking back your straw man. And if we could just, uh, you know, file the right 509308.c document or whatever, and we'll tell the IRS that we're actually a church or whatever. And, you know, there's all this stuff about actually like in their law would be like evading taxes that's going to get you totally thrown in the can. Uh, and all this, again, patriot mythology. Well, there there's also things that are actually real that you can use, such as like private membership associations, which is what our government really actually is. The people that started the government came from private membership associations like the Freemasons and, uh, you know, the Illuminati or other organizations that are actually P- legitimate PMAs. The, the Mormon church is a PMA. It's, a, it's actually something that's not uh, your traditional nonprofit. It's, it's more, again, it comes from masonry. It, they're using the same tactics that the masons use. Um, and many other organizations and many things that you probably interact with on a daily basis that you don't even really understand is a private membership organization because we're so lost in the legal matrix. Again, fear keeps us in control. Fear is utilized to manipulate and maintain mental slavery. Those lost and stuck in fear reaction and fear thinking, whether in the freedom movements or whether in your normie, you know, just everyday person, they're in the fear complex, the fear of what's going to happen, fear of the next big thing, fear of the next stock market crash, fear of my 401k is going to go away, fear 
you know, of the COVID, fear of the viruses. You still see people wearing masks, and now they're bringing back more fear with the more masks. Uh, again, it's regulated. Oh, now shit's passing around again, and there's other stuff that we're spraying in the air on you that you got to protect, you know. There's other things that are, there's now the monkeypox, and oh, it's now the pandemic number two's on its way, and they're not going to stop. Like, that's why we're taking the time here to discuss it. That's why we're actually going to go into depth and continue to go in depth on these topics, because this stuff, folks, is not going away. This stuff is the traditional, lifelong, this is the stuff that they use, these are the techniques. The more people that we can get to understand the techniques and work through their spiritual path in this spiritual battle and actually come to connect with the real uh the creator of the universe the the universal you know all reality and start worshiping reality and not worshiping false authorities and uh you know having worshiping two masters you can't do that you can't worship the universe the creator god and have all your belief and all your power given away to the legal system that I think the Bible even is pretty clear about not having two masters that you can't worship two. One of them is a false God, you know, and you can't also, you know, follow God and Jesus and be part of the false God's law. That's the problem is we're giving uh, these flattering titles authority over us and submitting to that legal matrix because of fear and and because of indoctrination and because of mind control and because of coercion and because of violence and duress forced upon us and those things but the main mechanism for that control is through fear uh giving into fear and allowing it to control your decision making will cause irrational decision making and crying out for authority to save you right so as patrick henry had it fear is the passion of slaves Again, the main tools that we've discussed in The Creature of Control in the episode on the climate of control, as well as uh, The World is Always Ending, was the fear, uncertainty, and doubt. In Fear We Trust was the subtitle of uh, Quantitative Warfare was another episode that we've done recently on this. And so maybe that quantitative warfare episode needs to be put into the creature of control series. I think it does fit in. So we won't go in too much depth on that, but that again, the the three main pillars, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you know, what's going to happen. We're not exactly sure the, the climate is the oceans are rising. The Putin is getting ready to launch the nukes and, uh, you know, Biden has fallen upstairs. That's part of the operation, right? Making this befuddled fool of a president look like that's kind of, it's like a reverse psychological operation where instead of, you know, the brilliant, you know, stunning leader of that just drips in masculinity and everyone is eager to hop on the bandwagon to trust. Instead, it's like, really this guy's and got his hands on the buttons this guy's the one that's in control and he's like drooling and doesn't know where he's at and falling upstairs um that's sort of this uncertainty and doubt aspect you know well i guess we're just gonna have to have the new world order and the one world government and klaus schwab and the world economic forum and the united nations step in here because you know our president and our monetary system is completely falling apart here part of the operation so 
that societal conditioning, uh, understanding the impact of societal norms and expectations on perpetuating the mental slavery is an important aspect of understanding the creature of control here. And we have the NPCs that are, you know, comforting the other NPC because, you know, that's part of the group think is like, well, at least I've got, you know, my friends that think like me and at least we all see it the same way. And it's not that we shouldn't do that in some cases and, and not, you know, we shouldn't stick out just to stick out. And you have like the extreme rebel who's against everything who, you know, again, probably more destructive and acting out of fear than, than the average basic dipshit normie person. Right. But we can start to see where, where we're, you know, just uh, going along to get along where we're fitting into that picture. Are we, bringing about suffering in reality because of this are we actually causing harm due to the social norms and conditions that we're living by and can we change it yes we can we can we do have power to change things that make sense to change it doesn't mean we just go rip it all up and throw it out and just turn everything over but we can recognize where it makes sense to do the right thing and where we can make those improvements and not just go along to get along, you know, but the creature of control, uh, here, Robert Anton Wilson has it. The control of consciousness determines the nature of reality. So those manipulating consciousness, those that are able to manipulate mass consciousness, they're the ones really kind of creating our reality. Now we can create reality, we can control our consciousness, we can start to understand and put in antivirus and start to put in ways to defend ourselves against that manipulation of consciousness and to start to create our own reality and start to determine the nature of reality, really meaning manifesting a better world, manifesting a world that's not enslaved, not perpetuating this to our children we can teach our children how to defend themselves against mind control and against being the creature of control. Eric Fromm has it, the task we must set for ourselves is not to feel secure, but to be able to tolerate insecurity. And that's Eric Fromm in the escape from freedom. Escape from freedom? What does he mean, escape from freedom? Again, most people are running away from freedom. Most people do not want to take on the responsibilities of even the pursuit of freedom. And that's mainly uh, just really not understanding the path, really not understanding the journey that it could be. It's like looking at an insurmountable task and all the little micro tasks that uh, it takes to get there. And instead of being like, well, let me start with these smaller tasks and we'll just, you know, start to knock some of this stuff out and build some progress. It's that task is very much too insurmountable for me to start and begin down that path. So I'm just going to, you know, not even not even begin 
to to go down that path. I'd much rather be back in the group think dynamic with the NPCs. I'd much rather just kind of, you know, push the little thing forward that I need to push forward each day. And what he's saying here is, you know, getting outside of that shell. Another way to put it uh, with Soren Kierkegaard. Mr. Soren Kierkegaard. Uh, Danish philosopher, I believe. He says, anxiety is the dizziness of freedom. So, you know, recognizing that within us, it creates an anxiety. And we got all these people, oh, the anxiety is pushing me into depression. I'm just so anxious and so... Well, what if that anxiety that Kierkegaard here is talking about is a positive anxiety? What if this is the type of thing we need? What if we need to feel a little bit anxious about how things are going? Uh, need to feel a little bit, not about how things are going, like, oh, things aren't going so well. What I mean is, like, when you put your hands on the reins and you're in control now, and that can feel, that can cause anxiety in people. And that anxiety can cause, you know, crippling depression. But why? Why isn't that anxiety your friend in some ways? Isn't that anxiety that we are not here forever, that we're not, you know, and then we can see what we're leaving behind and we need to address it. We need to get to it. And we only have so much time. We only have this short sprint, you know, and then there's the beginning and the end. And those are different than the, the sprint part. And what do we do when we get more towards the end? Is it just, oh man, I'm just watching your 401k, watching the stock market and really just hoping you can ride it out? Or do we have some more responsibility and more things that we can do? Or is that is that a level of anxiety that's too much to handle? You know, with, with the modern, soft, uh, weak people that we have. Well, we're under media manipulation. We're under heavy mind control. The most dangerous weapon is not a gun. The most dangerous weapon is a government-controlled media. That's sort of a childish way to look at it. The government-controlled media is not just controlled by the government. It's controlled and manipulated by outside forces, by things behind the scenes, by the dark occultists actually operating things behind the scenes. So, you know, the memes are here to create a little bit more of a visual thing, but let's go to the next slide here where it says, how long will people continue to trust known liars? And the the weapons of mass deception are these media outlets. I'll tell you now, nowadays is actually just as much, if not more so through alternative media outlets. So you have you know, this, these are sort of the, the boomer way of looking at it here with the, with CNBC and CNN and, and, and no, those outlets are still used, but that's not where people's attention are now. And now you have the characters in the alternative media that we have to deal with. And we have to be aware of that the manipulation is also done and mainly more so done now through platforms that you're more familiar with. Um, and unless, you know, you're still sort of stuck in the old paradigm of just flipping on the news and watching, you know, MSNBC or something like that. But, you know, again, the meme isn't supposed to portray the whole message. It's more of a visual aesthetic here added to the slide. Um, Aldeus Huxley, one of the choir 
singers of the New World Order's praises and a foreteller of all things happening in the future because he was privy to such things, a sort of a background insider, says, The greatest triumphs of propaganda have been accomplished not by doing something, but by refraining from doing. Great is truth, but still greater from a practical point of view is silence about truth. Uh, David Rockefeller at a Bilderberg meeting in uh, Baden, Germany, 1991, says, We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjected to the lights of publicity during those years. But the world is more sophisticated and prepared to match toward a world government. The supernatural sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the nation's auto-determination practiced in past centuries. So, that's actually a quote that I believe there's audio of, and, uh, you know, people might say, oh, well, that's a bunch of bullshit, that's conspiracy. That's actually, you know, David Rockefeller himself thanking the media for covering up what the Trilateral Commission, what the CFR, you know, these front groups are, and what they're actually doing in the background as they work to bring about the, you know, New World Order and, uh, you know, he's really thankful that the media didn't blow up his spot during that time and uh, let everybody know what was going on, because, you know, that would have really made it a lot harder for them to, you know, carry out their plans and goals. So, you know, we really appreciate all you whores in the media for not, you know, for, for doing, for being good little slaves and good little dogs uh, on on chains and and basically our little ponies that we parade around and feed the americans brains full of absolute garbage and shit we really appreciate you for for being that way and not you know getting involved in uh blowing up our spot there why do we tolerate this stuff why do we tolerate uh being lied to by known liars why do we tolerate being victims in that way and accept that because we have forms of learned helplessness because the chains are loose and maybe could be broken like we see in the image there but you know we're not going to we're not going to understand how to take them off so recognizing the psychological concept of learned helplessness and its implications for mental slavery is key to understanding the, the cr creature of control. You know, scarcity mentality, the idea that, uh, you know, you always kind of need the official paradigm, the official school and way of doing things in order to, to do something properly. Like that you can't actually be an autodidactic. You can't learn things yourself. You know, how am I going to homeschool my children? I don't know everything to teach them. I don't know, right? That's a form of learned helplessness. Like we have tools available now that can help us 
homeschool our children, and it's the right thing to do, and we're tired of seeing these school shootings, we're tired of uh, all the drag, drag queen story time stuff, like just take responsibility and homeschool your children, but through learned helplessness, we hear people all the time say, well, I don't know, I couldn't do that, how could I do that? I gotta go to my job, and I gotta work my thing, and I gotta da 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 just like this form of like, I can't do what I'm responsible to do because of this, this again, de- dependency on the system, this dependency on, you know, the structure as it's set up that we need to go through the, the common core mechanisms. I'm just uh, firing off a text here to someone else in the home that I'm trying to see if they can make sure I'm not be using the internet right now. Uh, because he has some friends over and he might be doing that, not knowing that he's kind of competing with me on the bandwidth here. So just taking the time to do that. and need the internet okay (laughs) so ayn rand says the man who does not value himself cannot value anything or anyone just really deep there on what we're talking about there without self-worth and and even just a faith and trust in yourself to be able to do those things you know, can you really then value anything or anyone else? Can you really provide value? Can you give things to people that you don't have? Or have for yourself? If you don't value yourself, can you value? What's the point of valuing other things? If you're okay being a total slave, then what's the point? You know, what what is the point of living in a world where there's no freedom. At that point, what is the point? And what what are we doing? What are we passing along to our children here? Is it just some bright lights at the end of this disaster that would train wreck that we're going to crash into the wall uh, in, a, in a brilliant, beautiful, colorful explosion here at the end of humanity? You know, what, what, what would be the point of, you know, each day and doing things for your clients, doing things for your family, if you're in self-loathing, self-doubt, learned helplessness, scarcity mentality. But again, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the creature of control. And the creature of control allows the surveillance state. It doesn't resist it. It, it it's acquiesces to it. That, and then we have here, Zbig says, the technotronic era involves the gradual appearance of a more controlled society, such as a society, such a society would be dominated by an elite unrestrained by traditional values. And we're there now. So again, another spokesperson for the plan here, uh, someone who definitely understood what he was talking about. This isn't just some, oh, this is some conspiracy book, right? This is like the Ayn Randian, she's uh, you know talking about selfishness and these things. And Zbig, he's just like, no, this is someone who understood the grand chessboard. He understood the overall picture with where things were headed globally. And uh, the book was Between Two Ages, America's Role in the Technotronic Era. 
again, economic coercion, part of the fear porn, part of the process of fear control. Uh, the financial pressure and economic systems contribute to maintain mental slavery. And we have the imagery of the you know, Rothschild overlord behind the scenes manipulating the Federal Reserve, manipulating the politicians. Uh, you got the reptilian you know, thing going on. They're not really reptilians. They're getting you to be in a reptile state of mind, using the base brain, using the amygdala response, you know, using fear mechanisms and control. That's the idea with the reptilianism, you know, maybe cold-blooded too. But yeah, there's the aspects that we see now. Again, not only the everything's always collapsing by gold and silver people, right? But the general theft, the grand theft world of COVID made a lot of billionaires, a lot of new billionaires, right? The, the, the wealth is transitioning into a direction of less small business, more big box store businesses, less mom and pop, more centralization, the form of control. Another completely batshit nuts conspiracy. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's Carol Quigley, an insider, uh, Bill Clinton's mentor, and someone who wasn't just shooting from the hip, uh, you know, talking shit, making things up. He actually knew what he was talking about, had been invited in to study the books of the Council on Foreign Relations, the plans of these organizations. And uh, again, he uh, was at Georgetown University, but also at Princeton and Harvard. And again, mentioned by Bill Clinton as a great mentor of his. And Quigley had it, the powers of financial capitalism had a far-reaching plan, nothing less than to create a world system of financial control in private hands able to dominate the polit political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole. And that's from his masterpiece, The Tra Tragedy and Hope, A History of the World in Our Time. But we don't understand those things. We don't talk about those things on the modern ghetto-ass social platforms, the places we've been corralled into to be able to talk about things where the government has complete curation and editing and censoring and shadow banning power on the LifeLog, I mean, Facebook platform that DARPA created, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg created. You know, the story is not exactly the truth here, folks. These systems, every tool that we're given to play with on our little slabs and stomp our fingers on the little fucking dumbed-down, retarded thing that we're given to communicate with each other is really just places where there's more manipulation. Again, more crowd control, more mind control, more conformity, more tracking, tracing, and databasing. That's what those systems are set up to do. That's what our social media is set up to do. Not things like Noster, which we've talked about. Not things like uh, alternatives to those platforms. Minds.com, Snort.social. You know, the different Noster platforms aren't censored in that way. But uh, we're under psychological manipulation. You know, we've got the PSYOPs running all the time. We've got some people that can see, and there's a few They Live references today, so I apologize for the multiple they live references, but 
the tactics employed by individuals and institutions to manipulate thoughts and behavior, psychological operations, you know, the bio war, as we've discussed it, not only biological warfare, but also psychological warfare and operations. And the people, well, well, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't. They're still thinking like World War is the, the in the trenches. Um, like you're going to see like mustard gases and stuff like that and, and chlorine gas and people put in concentration. Like, no, the modern day gulag is, is this. It's, it's biological, psychological, technological warfare. And it's happening now. It's not something that's going to happen. You know, Putin most and uh, our our clown leader, big quotes happening there. But you know, they're not necessarily launching nukes, right? Things are done differently now. We have gene editing and gene warfare and race specific even like you specific bioweapons that can be created like adapted to you is what i mean just like you alone or a group of people or a race of people we got things being sprayed on us we got things happening in our water supply and our food supply we got things happening in our minds we got implants on the way you know all used as that's the that's the warfare so, again, the the illusion of choice, though. Well, at least I get to participate in who who's going to rule over me, right? At least I get to go and voluntarily uh, choose my master, right? Oh, well, the elections were all uh, fake, right? And the elections were fraud, and oh, but we're going to vote harder next time and get it in like just blatant contradiction. But when you're in, you know, the left-right paradigm. Morpheus says here that both political parties work for the same corporations. Yeah, the same dark occult organizations are under control of, or are, they do control both sides of of the pony show. Limited options and false narratives maintain the illusion of freedom while reinforcing mental slavery. It's the Fabian model, the Fabian socialism democracy, right? Or the republic. What's so great about a republic? You know, we got like the People's Republic of North Korea, the the People's Republic of China. Well, we have our republic. It's not a democracy. Well, what's so great about that? It's like another form, another flavor of slavery, another flavor of the illusion of choice. So now, with that being said, we're going to grab a drink here. We're going to check that the stream's working and, uh, get up and walk around a little bit while we play an intermission here. It's about 15 minute intermission. This is actually from the creature of control or sorry, this clip coming up here is from the architects of control. And I had this old version of this clip that I had and it had like um, Portuguese subtitles and I, I had it ready to go today. And I took the time to actually go into the arc that Mark Passio provides. I have the Arc 2, Arc 2.0, has a lot of Michael Tesserion stuff in it and had the Architects of Control, which is very difficult to find. You can find it if you go to unslaved.com, pay their membership. They have all of Michael's work backed up and archived at unslaved.com. Again, Michael being a big influence on uh, my 
awakening, quote unquote, you know, process and going through the journey of being able to do something like we're doing today and look at things from a different angle, start to peel things apart from different layers that people haven't looked at as much and start to try to get to the root of the problem. And Michael's going to talk about that here in this clip, the twofold root that he discusses. Don't miss that part. There's two components and largely what they're discussing here is some of the manipulation and the media that goes on, the mind control, but it's also going to discuss, uh, you know, the creature of control. And so architects of control, something big that influenced the, even the concept of the creature of control. So a good clip, uh, we've used it in my work before, but it's an oldie and a goodie. So I'm going to go into the intermission here, and then we'll be back to close out the creature of control uh, today. And we appreciate everyone for hanging out and hang on. This is a good clip. So unveiling modern slavery's invisible chains. Let's go into what I call in this clip is called the language of control. We'll see you all on the other side. Art is like magic, the science of manipulating symbols, words or images, to achieve changes in consciousness. The very language of magic seems to be talking as much about writing or art as it is about supernatural events. A grimoire, for example, the Book of Spells, is simply a fancy way of saying grammar. Indeed, to cast a spell is simply to spell, to manipulate words, to change people's consciousness. And I believe that this is why an artist or writer is the closest thing in the contemporary world that you are likely to see to a shaman. When you hear these talismanic words like control, security, stronger, stronger America, strength, realize that they're talismanic words that are being used against you. They're, they're seduction words try and get you to accept this because you don't have that. Well, you've been raped of that. The people who are selling you one story here have actually taken away the very things that you needed that were in your psyche to begin with. I am continuing and I am increasing the search for every possible path to peace. We maintain our strength in order to deter and defend against aggression, to preserve freedom and peace. No one, friend or foe, should doubt our desire for peace. The United States wants peace. We seek peace. We strive for peace. I pledged in my campaign for the presidency to end the war in a way that we could win the peace. I respect your idealism. I share your concern for peace. I want peace as much as you do. We cannot wait for the final proof, the smoking gun that could come in the form of a mushroom cloud. Hussein recently sought significant quantities of uranium from Africa. There is no doubt 
that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of mass destruction. Botchland, VX, Sarin, Nerve Agent. Iraq and Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. Iraq and Al-Qaeda. Terrorism. Cyber attacks. Nuclear program. Biological weapons. Cruise missiles, ballistic missiles. Chemical and biological weapons. Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. President Bush has said Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. Tony Blair has said Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. Donald Rumsfeld has said Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. Richard Butler has said they do. The United Nations has said they do. The experts have said they do. Iraq says they don't. You can choose who you want to believe. The sources that have deceived us so constantly don't deserve our trust. And to the extent that we give them our trust, we set ourselves up to be scammed again and again. There are reports that there is no evidence of a direct link between Baghdad and some of these terrorist organizations. There are known knowns. There are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. But there are also unknown unknowns, the ones we don't know we don't know. I will build new partnerships to defeat the threats of the 21st century. Terrorism and nuclear proliferation, poverty and genocide, climate change and disease. And I will restore our moral standing so that America is once again that last best hope for all who are called to the cause of freedom, who long for lives of peace and who yearn for a better future. And this is, this is used endlessly in the media by the drip feed method of just const constantly downloading the same idiotic memes that you consciously would think you resist. But if they're repeated for the 10, 20 years and you've been growing up, before you know it, you're a parrot of all of that. You don't even realize it was implanted. That's the whole point. You're not meant to realize that your thinking is not your own. That's the smokescreen I was talking about. You're not meant to know that you're under hypnotism. You're, not, you're meant to think you're perfectly normal. So they're going to sell you the most irrational, most satanic, most vile, pornographic lies, but they're going to sell it in a capsule that makes you think that you're perfectly spiritual, perfectly adjusted, totally normal. As this continues, as this process continues, the division between the outsider who's really sane and the unsane gets wider and wider and wider. What are people com complaining about? that they can't believe the world they're walking around in. Saying people are going, I can't handle it, I can't work, it's terrible, the people are idiots. Yeah, but you didn't, that didn't happen last year, that didn't happen two months from, that didn't happen, you know, two months ago. You're seeing the symptom, not the cause, you're seeing the symptom of an immensely long, phenomenally detailed and interested, interesting and complex. What, what was Soviet Russia? You can sum up the whole gig of communist Russia in one sentence. Experiment. Social experimentation. Meaning you split hairs as to whether it was a Darwinian experimentation or an Orwellian Darwin, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's an experiment in how to control human beings who very easily were controlled. Oh my goodness, 33 people are shot dead. Everybody is just tripping over themselves with awe and amazement and anger and frustration. Let me see, what else is going on in the world right now? What else has been going on since, 19, since 2001? Let me see, what's happening in Iraq or Iran right now? Can we ask a question about that? What was going on during the previous George Bush? Was there a thing called Desert Storm in which millions of people were killed? Children were wiped out, incinerated? In Panama, were people not burned to death with lasers and, and, and incinerated in their own cars? Completely innocent people. Then we have Grenada before that. Grenada. 
you have, you know, where do we stop? How many wars do we need? But your children die. Of course it's horrible. But can we have some context here? Can we have some sanity here? That just because your little pathetic, mediocre lifestyle has not been shaken up by something you don't understand, that's the only violence you, th you think it exists in this world? Somebody has to be wielding, you know, a, a 38 in, in, on your own street, in your own backyard, before you realize that there's such a thing as violence in the world? I'm here to tell you that all of that kind of violence, including the, the genocide, including the mega death, chew on this that all of that, all through history, is a tiny aspect of the violence that exists in the world. That's the stuff you can see with your five senses. But as any competent psychologist will tell you, that is a very small, sadly, that is a symptom. That's what that is. That is a out, that's an outpouring, an outletting, a playing out in the world, obviously helped and assisted by those who would like to have chaos rule in the world, yes. But it is, it is, it's, where is its roots? You're going to keep studying the, you know, leaf? You're going to keep studying the, the bloom and not ask where the root is? Or we'll have a wonderful society tomorrow where they'll be able to prune that really easily. And we won't have any of that violence because, in fact, we'll have a new world order. The chaos out of control. Everything's in chaos. People killing themselves. And we have a perfect structure now that will always deal with that. But will the root be ever looked at? If the root is not looked at, I don't care what kind of order or system is involved in the world of man that, you know, prunes that or, you know, keeps that nicely culled or caged or whatever. I happen to know that the root is twofold. The root, the root of all of this mayhem, chaos and destruction and, and immorality is actually a twofold root. One root is in man's inability to look at his dark emotions, which is a psychological look at, look at this.
And the other root is in the fact that there is an agency working in the world to engender that. Now, luckily in the, in the conspiracy movement today, what's jokingly called the conspiracy movement, or I prefer to call it the alternative research community, we, are, we have now authors and people from all walks of life who are investigating that fact, that second route. That, I, that we think that this is uh, not by chance. We don't really think that man is that immoral. We don't really think that man of, of his own nature will run around, you know, fighting wars and building napalm bombs and all that. You know, so, so maybe there's something else going on. Finally, the human race is waking up to the fact that, yes, that's right. You know, somebody has kick-started this and maintains it through the perpetuation of people's false allegiances and all the rest of it. And I'm very happy and glad to, to see that taking place, this... Uh, removing of the lid which is astrologically connected to Pluto the planet Pluto or the archetype Pluto or the new age the real truth about the new age is that uh, the revelations that arise because man gets sharper in his critical ability and starts to look beneath the, beneath the surface of reality that's great what I'd really like to see though and what I'm hoping to you know, very much you know, help pioneer in this era is more attention on the, the first route as well which is that human beings need to examine their own private consciousness to, to understand some of the dynamics of the full psyche not just the ego and not just um, not just the uh, programmed brain self because the brain is a machine programmed by the world but then you also come in with a thing called the mind which has been programmed over millennia or generations people need to know about the, the tripartite division or schemata of the of the ego of the of the brain of consciousness from the freudian point of view they should also find out about the quatern the quaternity schemata of jung it was a little bit similar to freud but a little bit different these people have you know understood the dynamics the anatomy of something that you can't see consciousness you know people know about the body you got two arms you got two legs you know you got one head okay well then what are what is the anatomy of your consciousness Anybody ever thought about that? Well, yes, somebody did. It's called Sigmund Freud. People need to pick up his books, get on the web and find out what is the anatomy of your consciousness? What is thinking? How do you think? What is thinking? How does that happen? What is thought? Who's thinking about thought? Because if you don't ask these questions, you're not going to have too much of an understanding of what might be spirit or, or all of that. You're looking for the spiritual, but if you don't know what you are, how can you ever find out the other? So the real journey now begins, all of these traumas and tragedies are in a way a catalyst. Sad but true that man has to learn through tragedy, but then, hey, wait a minute, even the Greeks knew that, that uh, as far back as you go, if man is left without tragedy, he'll just sit on his ass and do nothing all, all, all day long. He will sun himself and he will take care of his narcissistic, personal, sensationalistic needs and nothing of any other thing will cross his mind ever. So unfortunately, the universe, nature, whatever you want to call it, fate, has to sort of deliver man what we would call tragedy, you know. And therefore it wakes him up as a catalyst, a catalyst to him looking at deeper things. This is very, very necessary. And one of those areas now is that he needs to really continue the investigation of his own thinking, his own consciousness, and realize that, uh, that the secrets, that's where the secrets lie.
All right, that clip again was from the documentary film Architects of Control done by Michael Tessarion and I believe in uh, partnership with Hendrik. Uh, I don't even want to try to remember his last name. The guy from Red Ice Creations or Red Ice Media. It's like Palmgren, I believe. Hendrik Palmgren, something like that, probably slaughtering it. Uh, don't have it up here in front of me, but I believe he was the one that produced the uh, edit on that. And then Michael, you know, was the obviously the central figure talking about the architects of control there. And you saw towards the end of that, that famous scene of Luke in Star Wars taking on his... And at that point, he's, you know, sort of dreaming this or it's not it's not reality. That didn't actually happen. So really... He's looking at himself, which is the figure of Darth Vader, his father, and you see that they made it pretty obvious when he takes the mask off of him that it's not Darth Vader, it's Luke. So he's, again, addressing that shadow side and uh, the allegory there and the the many allegories of Star Wars and other you know works like it and discussing exactly what we're discussing here today just in a more, you know... A, a different way of occulting the information and putting it out there through symbolism, through film, through art. And, uh, you know, that's basically what Lucas was, was trying to do there in star Wars. Sorry, just getting my bearings here again. Give me one second. Actually, let me close the window. We're going to talk about solutions. Hold on one sec. Yeah. All right. Sorry, just a little bit of background noise there. So the practical strategies and actionable steps to liberate oneself from the invisible chains of mental slavery. Well, that's a tall task. We're going to touch on some of those items here. And then in the future, we'll definitely be hitting on more solution oriented stuff. That's basically what Freedom's Rising is all about. So not necessarily all encompassed in the creature of control. We're looking at these things from multiple topics here at tylerbloyer.com. We're, you know, going to be moving these pieces around. And then again, you know, in a few weeks coming up, we'll be doing another Liberty Lifestyle update. That's another thing we'll be injecting here. So, you know, sort of moving around the Rubik's Cube, looking at things from a different angle, and not always just, you know, the economic solution or some political solution or some, you need to actually physically move around this thing in your life. Um, you know, we're looking at internal solutions here. We're looking at the twofold route, as Michael discussed there, but also, you know, focusing on the mental component and the components in the mind that we've been discussing here. That's why understanding mind control government, meaning the words mind control, who's in control of your mind. Are you self mind controlled? Are you self governing? Or are you externally mind controlled? Are you externally governed? So moving into solutions, we have temperance, uh, unveiling, or, you know, that's the subtitle, but the important topic of temperance or the importance of self control and moderation in breaking free from the shackles of mental slavery. So a form of mind mindfulness in action or 
you know, one of the qualities of someone who really is some uh, self-reliant and in control in their life, that of uh, temperance. And Lao Tzu, or sorry, Sun Tzu, the art of war says, in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. So, you know, a, again, a, a perspective thing. Is it, oh, it's all falling apart. Oh my God, the world is all falling apart all the time. It's all, you know, or how can we leverage what we have now available to us to achieve our mission anyway? And maybe like the, like the Jocko Willink, you know, good video. If you've ever seen that, type that in after this is over, of course. Uh, but, you know, looking at things from a different way, like shit starting to fall apart. Well, good. That's an opportunity for us to learn how to fix that shit. <laughs> This thing that's uh, having a problem, uh, you know, or the, the, the massive change and upheaval uh, gives us an opportunity to work on some new businesses that address those things or that ride that wave of the, the next generation thing, you know. So, you know, with the ebb and flow, there there's a flow too. There's not just ebb and it's not just doom and gloom. And uh, sometimes it's in how you look at it. Uh, a very important quote in that direction here from Viktor Frankl in Man's Search for Meaning is, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. And I believe the rest of the quote is, to choose one's way or something like that, to choose one's own way. And uh, Austrian you know, sociologist, psycho uh, philosopher of sorts, a teacher of dealing with mentally tough times, uh, of surviving through the Holocaust, and realizing that what really people were looking for in life was meaning, and what people really wanted out of life was a sense of purpose, and that that sense of purpose had been lost in people, and especially young men not knowing, you know, what their purpose was in life. And, you know, Man's Search for Meaning definitely recommended piece of work. And this quote here is sort of an essence of that idea that we can choose how we react voluntarily, of course, right? No voluntarist thing, right? We get to choose. We are in control of our actions. We're, we are able to respond. That's our ability that we have, is our responsibility to be ready and prepared in situations that come up and be realistic about reality. And who's, you know, back to that example of that sovereign movement individual in Farmington, Utah that got you know, blown away by the cops on the side of the road, getting into an argument about a passport. He, uh, you know, he didn't have to respond in that way. And I don't think that that's the time and the place right now. Although in many ways, responding with self-defense to the aggression and to the coercion and to the duress is the correct natural law thing to do. It is the way to immediately enact justice then and there. But I think as human beings, as dynamic thinkers and dynamic 
planners, we can respond in a more strategic way that keeps us, you know, here still being able to respond and not, you know, in the six feet in the ground. I really don't think that's the time and the place that we're in right now to say it, you know, in sort of a sarcastic manner. Uh, anyhow, so being in vocation, right? Living and being in using your knowledge as wisdom in acting what you know and actually living what you are and your thing, your path, your passion, the, the, the tools that you have that are unique to you, leveraging these things and being in more, not like a job or even I'm an entrepreneur and that's how I define myself, but like actually just living the way that you are. Uh, so here, free humans explore their true passions and purpose as a means to transcend mental bondage. And so that's a far cry different from being in a contract or being an employee. You know, it's not that you can't be those things as well, but, you know, seeing those as f tools that we use, such as limited liability or other ways of contracting under, you know, as an employee even, but... If, if you're living your passion, if you're pursuing your purpose, if you're in man's search for meaning, such as Viktor Frankl mentioned, then, you know, that's a different term. We're not using the same terms here. It's That's a vocation, vocational, actually just living your life and living your best life. And to get freedom from control, we have Gandhi here who says, be the change that you wish to see in the world. So again, the same take on the exit and builds theme a couple, uh, like a month back, which was quit bitching and start building, you know, and not like, again, that we're going to move some things around and then boom, freedom happens. Or like, we'll start using Bitcoin and then freedom happens. Or like the, the people, you know, that I come across a lot is like, I've got my generator, I've got my solar panels. Boom, freedom happy, you know, like the goat's freedom. And it's not that you shouldn't pursue those things. Again, let's try to think about this, what I'm actually saying. I'm just saying that the shift that needs to happen, you know, what, what would stop a, a government that becomes more and more and more tyrannical from coming after what you have on your little plot? Maybe that's not okay with the neo-communist new world order for you to have all that goats and solar panels and stuff. So you should, you need to give that back to the group and, you know, redistribute what you have. I mean, what, what would stop them? So you doing that is good, but it's not going to fix the problem that's out there. We're not actually addressing the problem by doing those things. We're just making sure that we can take care of what we're responsible for, not letting things atrophy around us and bringing up children and, and family members. You need to have, you know, a nice, platform for them to be on you don't want it all falling apart so of course it's good to do all the preparedness financial preparedness you know physical preparedness all those things but what we're talking about here is actually we need to look a lot deeper at that creature of control and find out where the roots are actually at and start addressing those things which is through consciousness which is through changing consciousness in other people through speaking to them and showing them through your actions and living that as a real, you know, in the real, this is what you are human being. And, uh, that not 
fawning that you're so concerned about the planet, but you're in your little like coffin apartment in a high rise in some dirty city, not growing or producing any of your own food. So again, we do need to become self-reliant and, you know, in ways where we can trust where our food is coming from to be able to not be poisoned all the time. Uh, and George Samel has it here. The deepest problems of modern life flow from the attempt of the individual to maintain the independence and individuality of his existence against the sovereign powers of society. Uh, the Philosophy of Money by George Samel. So breaking free from self-doubt. Self-doubt hinders liberation from mental slavery. So again, part of the solution is getting out of the scarcity mentality, learned helplessness, negative self-talk problems. You know, what are people going to think about me if I come out with a podcast and say all these things? What would, what if somebody I work with hears this? Or what if, you know, this is all stuff that's just getting in the way of, of you, you know, getting in motion and getting active and actually being the change that you want to see in the world through, oh, well, it doesn't look quite right, or I'm not doing it just perfect. And, uh, you know, perfect being the enemy of the done. And there's a lot more to do. And so we need to get a lot more flight time. You know, before we start doubting what we're doing, let's just get more flight time uh, doing those things, you know, such as pr providing something like we're doing here today, you know, to pat myself on the back a little bit like this is the type of thing we can build up to and deliver if we're in motion and doing those things. So Nietzsche here says, and those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. Thus spoke Zarathustra, Frederick Nietzsche. So, yeah, you know, and it doesn't matter. And that's, you know, the other part. And the people that were dancing didn't give a shit about that either. <laughs> it's the other part that this should say. And the people dancing really didn't care about the people sitting on the sideline with their arms crossed, you know, um, because, you know, once you're in the search, you found through your search for meaning, your own meaning and purpose, and you're dancing along to that beat, uh, it's not like, you know, angels come in and lift you off your feet and everything becomes easy. It's not, not like that at all. It's just, you know, at that point you're hearing the music, you're actually moving to what your, your purpose is to do. So discipline and okay, here's the, they live reference again. And, uh, you know, super offensive guy holding, you know, what looks to be some pretty big rifles there. Uh, really though, you know, I thought that was represented discipline in that, you know, it does require discipline to operate guns correctly and safely and to, you know, know how to use them and to keep them clean. And so there is a lot of discipline that goes involved with that. And, and he's out, uh, kicking, he's kicking ass and chewing bubble gum and he's all out of bubble gum. Right. So, He's also taking care of business, helping other people see the problem and addressing the problem. So, so definitely an allegorical flick they live, um, but it says the role of discipline in developing habits and routines that empower individuals to resist mental slavery. 
So we have to enact our free will to take the actions required and necessary to be able to put in future reps and to be prepared when we need to act and not be backed into a corner of, well, I couldn't do anything else at the time, so I had to go along with A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? So preparedness in that way and and a modern survivalism, um, someone who I really appreciate their work and consider him a, a friend as well would be Derek Bros here has it um, from freedom from control. How do we do that, Derek? He says the freedom, uh, the key to freedom is decentralization. The key to decentralization is community. The key to community is individual sovereignty. And the key to individual sovereignty is knowledge and self-awareness. And that's Derek Bros from the Conscious Resistance Trilogy. Uh, prolific writer and uh, contributor to the alternative research community and someone who, again, you know, what they're working on, building a community actually down in Mexico and, you know, bringing together people that are more like-minded into a situation where they will attempt to create, you know, a place for more freedom and a good model. Doesn't mean, though, again, to me, that that's like, that's the solution. And if you're not doing that, then you're not enacting a solution. That I don't think that's what that means at all, uh, that you have to, like, exit and build. Like, you can build, and you don't necessarily have to exit. You should exit the systems that of mind control. You should exit the systems of slavery and tyranny and not be willing slaves and doing those things willingly. But... Exiting those things doesn't necessarily that you can do that in a quiet room with the lights off, with your eyes closed, thinking, just meditating and being and going through mindfulness of what your actions are each day and how you're not necessarily contributing. You're not really you're living in contradiction. You, you're constantly contradicting the things you say you want with your actions, right? Those things can be analyzed without going and building a community community in Moralia, Mexico. And they can be done anywhere where you're at. That that's we don't need to relocate equals freedom, right? Like we've described, that's a contradiction in itself, and it's also very selfish to think that that's what freedom is in in whole. Now I'm not I'm not taking away from what they're doing down there. Again, I'm just we're trying to look at things equally on all sides here. That's all, uh, Mister Etienne de la Boite. <laughs> Etienne says, resolve to serve no more, and you are at once freed. I do not ask that you place hands upon the tyrant to topple him over, but simply that you support him no longer. And that's from the Politics of Obedience, Mr. Etienne de la Boite. So cultivating self-awareness and introspection, again, that's the importance of self-reflection in the journey toward mental liberation, is very important as a solution to breaking free from the creature. So for more freedom from control, instead of being the creature of control, it's, uh, again, the mindfulness and practicing meditation if 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 that helps you i i would think we need to get more into that and mindfulness 
especially being important when understanding more about how we operate, how we are thinking, if fear is affecting our way of looking at things. A, a tool that can come up handy not just once or twice, but frequently and all the time. And if you start to feel like you're off your path, it's a good one to return to. Go back to the basic techniques of, you know, what's getting you in your mindset each day? What what sort of mindset are you letting drive your actions? And where is it coming from? What places are the biggest factors in your decision making? Is it your purpose? Or is it fear? Is it the latest banking collapse? Is it the latest virus that's controlling our decision making? Or is it coming from where our most and highest values are and our pursuit of those things in our life each day? Are those where our things are coming from that guide our behavior? I'm not, there's a typo here. I'll fix that in the slides, but it says the break from the creature is very important to assert individual autonomy and reclaim personal power. So that's part of freedom from control. Asserting our individual autonomy and power. So the slide, the last slide I have here is, I will not be pushed, filed, stamped, indexed, briefed, debriefed, or numbered. My life is my own. Those that have seen The Prisoner will get the reference here. And, you know, this is a more in the Ayn Randian selfishness uh, theme here. Not like, you know, oh, I'm just a staunch individualist that's so unique and such a unique snowflake that I don't go along with anything that has to do with society or like, again, not being obstinate or indifferent or, you know, overly skeptical just because, but rather, you know, who who is number one? That's the one thing I'll give away, but I'm not going to give away who's really the number one of the, the village. But in the series... There's a little clue when they say, he says, who is number one? Because they say, who am I? Is what he says. And they say, you are number six. And he says, I am the new number two. The guy that's always explaining it to him. And then he always asks, well, who is number one? Patrick McGowan's character asks that. And then they always just reply and say, you are number six. So again, you, you are number one. You are... If you want to know where the slave system begins, let's go look in the mirror, right? That's where it starts and ends. The ultimate controller of the whole thing is the creature, and the creature is you. You are the creature of control. And that creature of control, yes, it's manipulated because there are occult rulers and masters on this planet that they know more about our consciousness than we do. They understand more about our psychology and more about how to manipulate our psychology than we do. Um, but in a way, yeah, in, in here it's a little bit spiteful and a little bit prideful and saying, you know, my life is my own. I'm going to take back control of that. And it doesn't mean like, oh, you need to like take back control of your uh, citizenship and you need to file the proper paperwork with the IRS to get back your 
sovereignty, you know, from your birth certificate and take back your publicly traded name and all the patriot sovereign mythology stuff about like, and you know, or the stuff about like I've been saying, like the, the, the get my generator, get my solar, now I'm free people. Not necessarily, right? But again, when we talked about the legal matrix topic, we talked about concepts of private membership organization or uh, trusts. These are tools in their own system that can be used that they use for sure. And like the, when I say they, like the people that are like, well, why don't those people pay their taxes? And why are they hiding their wealth? They're, they're not evading taxes illegally, quote unquote, through their system. They're using the system in a way to get through. It's like using the telephone line into the matrix, right? Like you're not like wanting to be into in the matrix, but the, there is a way to get into it and they have ways of operating in it that are more safe than others, right? So we're already in it. We're already in the, the matrix. We're already in the slave system. There are ways to operate in it that, you know, it's not like we're going to go and topple all of the new world order tomorrow by starting to look at these things, but it is the beginning of something. It does feel like the time that we're at is very critical for people to at least understand freedom, to not let it go to the wayside, to not let it just be filtered out of our minds out of society, out of the next generation's uh, purview. And they're working diligently as we speak to, you know, rewrite all the history books and everything's going to be this new AI God thing and technotronic era of cybernetic loops of dopamine. And, uh, you know, basically the feed that you're given your daily reality is going to be designed to give you the highest, most accurate levels of dopamine hit right when you need it and keep you in a state of, you know, thinking that you're having some great, awesome life when you'll be some slave in an apartment coffin, you know, not even able to move around. Like uh, Bruce Willis, like, I am a meat popsicle. And the, the AI is like, well, like scanning and like trying to figure out, right? Or how about THX 1138? That would be a better all example, but just picture that with robots. Like speaking of Lucas, we talked about Star Wars today, um, go back and watch THX 1138. I think that's the way to say it. Anyhow, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, that that's correct. It's, uh, what's that guy's name? Have another mental fart here. Yeah, Robert Duvall is in that movie. So anyway, we're going to close out today's episode. The Let's just check and see if I had anything else in my notes. I think that's all I wanted to discuss. I wanted to thank you for the time and patience in going through today's presentation. I understand it's not, you know, the most upbeat and, uh, you know, inspiring. It should be inspiring. We need to definitely be looking more at our psychology as we opened up the the episode with Carl Jung's uh, famous quote there, that we are the great danger. We are the origin of all coming evil. And so our psychology is the most important thing to understand. It's not the planet. It's not the climate. It is the climate, but it's your climate. You know, it's not the oceans rising that's our biggest threat right now. It's human psychology and the psycho and the creature of control the psychology of the creature of control 
that's the most important thing to understand that if you're if you're worried about the future you're worried about the planet you're worried about humanity then the bulk of what we talked about here today is focusing on that is the solution you know understanding the root and not whacking at the leaves of evil but understanding the root and how to address the root is where our attention should be if we really want to actually change anything otherwise we're just you know basically you know examining the bars on the cage of our prison and you know we can describe them very well but we're not actually breaking free from the prison we're just you know getting really in depth on the, the different aspects of the layers of the bars and the cage and the cement and the cracks in the wall and understanding all those things but we're not actually finding the way through the key to the door and when we get there and we do find that key or we find the lock and we discover that the it is actually open and the, you can easily walk out of the cage and that it's something that you have the power to do and only you have the power to do, you know, unslave yourself because no one else can. And with that, we are going to head into the outro music today. This is again, bringing back Pucifer. Yeah. Selfish indulgence. Uh, I know Pucifer is not everybody's favorite band, but this song I think goes along with today's episode and uh, this is from the Existential Reckoning album. Again, you know, Pucifer is also sort of an Arizona band, and I'm down here in Arizona. I met my wife at a Pucifer concert. Literally, we met there uh, out of some coincidences that came up, and the tickets happened to work uh, in that way, where she was the one that ended up going with me. It's a great story. You'll have to tell sometime. But yeah, so that's another reason, like, Pucifer is a... Uh, meaningful band to me and it's a, again a self-indulgence maybe this whole episode sort of was you know this is something i've had in mind to talk about for a while now uh on this show i've talked about many times on my streams about how i was going to continue the creature of control and i had some slides that i was working on that were part of what you just saw but that slide deck always just kind of kept getting pushed along pushed along pushed along and i finally thought you know, we've been discussing on these more freeform shows lately, uh, a lot more just, you know, going back again and retouching on Freedoms Rising, retouching on falling into the movement traps, retouching on Liberty Lifestyle, retouching on the Creature of Control. Why not bring out the Creature of Control uh, deck that I've been working on and pack it into this episode so we're under three hours so that's a, a victory we're a little over two hours so it wasn't even that long and we have a lot more to go on this topic we have more slide decks and presentations that need to be done on the creature so again appreciate everybody's time today and we'll be back in next week for more tetherbloyer.com uh shenanigans and then we'll have a week off and then be back with a, a Liberty Lifestyle update coming along on July 1st. Uh, so that's what we have to look forward to. Everyone have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.
Trade 